Welcome to the latest series of the Palompo PR podcast. In this series, I will be interviewing lots of different businesses from across Scotland, hearing how they are working, what's ahead of them, the challenges they face, and how they're keeping positive in their business. Today, I'm chatting with Ken Morris, Managing Partner at MM Search. Thank you, Ken, for joining me today. You were actually on the podcast way back at the very beginning of the Palompo PR podcast in 2019. Oh, how much has changed. Um, perhaps we should start with a recap. Who and what is MM Search? Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me back on your podcast series again. Um, yeah, we find ourselves in slightly stranger times, 2020, in the midst of, of the lockdown. Looking back, we set up MM Search, uh, it seems a long time now, but back at the early, early 2018, um, we're an executive search business. We are uh, slightly different in what we do. There's the big corporate version, which is where we were, and there's this kind of smaller version of the big corporate. I like to think that we have ripped up the rule book on the executive search businesses in, of the past. Um, we're a, a fairly dynamic business. We are fast moving. We're owned by ourselves. So we, we, um, we don't answer to shareholders, etc., which means that we can, um, we can be truly kind of innovative in this space. So we specialize in senior and board level recruitment uh, as, as an executive search firm. So we work with any clients um, businesses in order to find them the best kind of senior talent to match uh, their business's culture and their their kind of requirements for the roles. So, how many people are in your team? What's your what does your um, team look like? How, you've got an office in Glasgow, is that right? Uh, office in Glasgow. Um, we have got um, um, there's there's a couple of people on uh, forward facing out dealing with clients working with clients and then behind the scenes we've got um a team looking after marketing communications pr um branding uh business delivery uh so all of the research work the resourcing work um and then we've got a team of non-execs as well looking after the finance piece and a chair who's uh who's a kind of father figure, looks after, makes sure we don't go too far astray, uh, keeps us <laughs> in check. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've got a good team, good small team, good close-knit team. I think the purpose of that team is there's lots of people in, in, the, in the business that do things uh, better than other people and, and not as well as other people. And so the whole point is anything that I'm not good at, there's somebody there that picks it up and there's plenty of that. Um, and then other things that that uh, that I may be better at than somebody else, then I'll, I'll do. So yeah, it works. It works particularly well. So I mean, I guess the purpose of our conversation today originally was when we first talked about coming back in the podcast was talking about life and business and lockdown and what that looks like. Now, obviously, things are starting to defrost, if that is even a terminology, a little bit. But we don't really know what that's going to look like in the future. So I guess it's quite interesting to look just now at what a normal sort of week. MM search would normally look like pre-lockdown. I'm assuming you were at meetings and traveling and networking. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so strange to look back and think just what normal life was like before all of this. I was catching up with a client 
last week and he'd said to me, you know, strange that two months ago we met up and just before all of this kicked off, two months ago we met up and it was really awkward to touch elbows instead of shaking hands and we both <laughs> felt really odd about it. Yeah. And now it's on we can't even stand, well, we can't see each other, can't, but you know, you, you, you can't shake hands, you can't stand, it's common practice to stand yeah. two meters away. So normal back then is actually, you know, I'm struggling to remember what it was, but lots yeah. of meetings with clients, lots of meetings with candidates, lots of face-to-face -face interactions, getting to know people, looking in the whites of their eyes. Um, although we do a lot and have done a lot on, on video and adapt that technology into our process, still good to do that and catch up and get to meet people. So I think, um, that's what, what the real world was like, a busy office, lots of people coming and going. Um, and I think that that's a kind of, as I said, I can't really remember back to that, that much. It <laughs> seems real, so real people. <laughs> I know, don't live in people, your household. <laughs> don't live here, not on the, on the computer, uh, uh -huh. on the computer screen. So I guess the, adapting to that kind of lockdown business environment for, for you guys, in a way, because you were doing so many virtual candidate interviews or you do a lot of that anyway was that a big change to go completely digital or was it not too hard for you i think i think more of a mindset change so i think um you know we do work so we're a small scottish startup business or we were a startup we're now um we we, we managed to work internationally by doing exactly that so we're doing work just now in new york and in india uh, in china so we're doing a lot of work like that and we always have done and we use a video technology for that so we can meet in inverted commas uh -huh. people uh, and have a chat with them so yeah that part of it the transition in was 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 okay that's that's fine the other part where we've got a remote remote workforce and uh, we're all remote we can't just sit in the office and say can i grab you for five minutes we need to have a uh -huh. conversation that's been a difficult thing to get, yeah. get used to um and actually trying to be more uh, you know obviously trusting is is key but just trying to make sure that um, we're, we're in touch with everybody and we're trying to uh, use the technology to, to to keep in contact and know what everybody know what everybody is doing that that's that's been the biggest adaptation i think yeah and i guess that's a massive learning curve isn't it about how to adapt your business to go completely digital because obviously if you're having to interview candidates speak to clients i guess it's a mindset shift for them too, because some of them might not be techie themselves with doing yeah, all of that. Totally. Part of what we do with every shortlist, we ask candidates to pre present themselves in a short video. So we present all the information to a client uh, with a shortlist of candidates that we think are great for them and for that specific role. As part of that, with all the documentation, a, a candidate will, will present themselves in a quick video and we send them a link to do that. So a lot of people, I mean, it's amazing that the, the, the responses, you know, you can hear the kind of intake of breath and the, right, I'll see if I can get that done over the weekend type thing, you know, and you're like, it's, it's Monday, can you not just do it tonight and then get it back to us tomorrow? So there's, there's been slight, there's been a slight hesitancy to do that over the course, but I think more people have been getting, uh, seeing the benefit of it and then adapting to it. Yeah. But since this lockdown, it's been the absolute norm. If people want to do that, want to put their forward, put their put their uh, put their foot forward, and 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 uh, get involved in an opportunity, then they recognise that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to sit in a video screen in their kitchen yeah. uh, with kids running about in the background and whatever else, and just have to go on with it. That's just kind of uh, real life now. 
Uh -huh. And that's it because everybody expects that now. Maybe that kind of mindset shift or that attitude or the nervousness to do it doesn't exist as much. Well, it's obviously still there for some people, but um, there's no option now. <laughs> I know. And I think the good thing with that is that, you know, I've always worked with clients and we always use the phrase that, you know, we, we put our trousers on one leg at a time, just like our clients. Um, and I think, you know, we're human. And so we deal with our clients in, in exactly that way. So actually, the video piece has become really really good for that because uh -huh. you know we used to i used to when i worked from home i used to sit with my video screen and i would sit in the study and i would be like don't disturb me you know i'm in there i'm working uh -huh. whereas now i'm sitting here at the kitchen table my younger son is sitting just behind me there working on his, his school school work there somebody could burst in at any moment you know that's <laughs> and, and, and that's just the kind of i was on edge for the first period uh, of working remotely but actually now it's just kind of common purpose and I think yeah. everybody's the same yeah. that they're like excuse me sorry about that that's just my child that's burst in anyway back to my presentation you know and it's exactly. I, I like that fact of the real <laughs> real life you know and I think people become a lot more tolerant to that and uh, I think they should be as well because that is real life you know that's, uh -huh. that's what we're all we're all facing so exactly and that's a real we, positive I think well and I think as well it's um Every, well, we, we keep hearing this, but we're all in it together. I mean, everybody's in the same situation. So there is no down, downside to saying, well, sorry, I'm doing this while something else is happening kind of in the background. It's not as if, uh -huh, it's not as if you're the only person sitting there with, you know, your, your, your children there or having to work uh -huh. remotely, etc. Exactly. But I, think that's, I think that is a real positive that's come from it. People are, you know, we realise that everybody's human and everybody's got their own stuff to deal with. So yeah. um, I think that's been... That's been uh, a, a real positive to come out. I'm assuming, from looking from the outside in, that everybody's kind of moving towards the technology. You were already embracing it as part of your business plan and strategy and the way that you, you, you operate anyway. But I'm assuming that the ones that weren't doing it have now had to try and do that. And I imagine that's quite hard. I would think so. I think we've, done, we've had the benefit of introducing this from word go. Mm -hmm. um, when we set up the business so we've had all the training we've done it all when we've been in in the office together so we all know how to to do it we've learned at the same time the pitfalls and whatever else whereas I think if we were trying to do that and um, and, and teach everybody train everyone uh -huh. um, now doing it remotely I would find that quite difficult yeah. so um, but it's good now I think I think um, I think these video platforms will do do fantastically well obviously all the, the zoom and uh -huh. uh, Google Hangouts interview Audro, other good platforms I imagine are available but it's these guys will, will be doing a, a roaring trade at the moment with all of this um, so the next thing for us is to continually innovate what's next for us huh. to keep ourselves ahead of the game so that's yeah. exciting that's what I've been kind of spending my time thinking about what am I uh, I was going to say my downtime, but I don't really have any, you know, downtime no. with two kids, and, and nobody does, do they? Let's be honest. Uh huh. If only. Um, at this age and stage, but yeah, that's what I've been focusing on thinking. Like, how can we innovate? How can we be um, genuinely ahead of the curve and keep ahead of the curve? If people catch up with this. But I suppose the thing in the back of my mind is when we get back to, or when we get to the new normal, whatever that is. How many people, how many businesses will truly innovate and come out this thinking, right, this is it, we're going to move forward. And how many will slump back into, well, it's Monday, I'm going to the office. Yeah, and I'll be back exactly. Friday. And, and how many will, and I actually think there'll be quite a lot that will, what do I know, but there'll be a lot of people that will fall back into that. Um, and so in terms of the innovation piece that we need to do, I don't think it needs to be kind of reinventing the wheel. Uh, I think we'll, we'll, 
we're already kind of you know ahead of the curve with it just now. You've mentioned to me before about the, the, the period of time at Christmas, especially when people have time to relax and they chill out, whatever that they do, and they talk to their partner or whoever's at home and discuss their career and their job and what they're doing. And it's often a bit of a watershed that January return to work. And you, you touched on this when we spoke last week, actually, about maybe that will be a bit of a change when things start to go back to some form of normality. Um, will there be a big career attitude change for some people who might think, actually, now I've had time, perhaps someone has been on furlough, perhaps someone has had to do things differently in their organisation, or they've realised things that they might actually want to change careers. Do you think that might be the case? I really do. I think it's going to be on, on two, two sides, one from the side of a business uh, and the other on the side from the, from the candidates or the senior people working in businesses. Um, so I, as you said, at Christmas time, New Year, everybody, gets, everybody has downtime. So it's not like your summer holiday where there's other people at work. Everybody's yeah. on holiday at the Christmas, New Year period and they have that time to reflect and think and eat too much, drink too much, think about time with family and then they come back. And, and so I think on two fronts, Businesses think, wait a minute, do I want to come back and have the same team staring at me in the boardroom? Uh, is that what? Um, and also candidates then thinking, is it, do I really want to be in that boardroom? That do I want to then? Is there another another opportunity for me? And I think this period is um, is an extended period of Christmas New Year, if you like. Not that everybody's eating and drinking too much and having a huge amount of time to reflect, but there is a kind of uh, a bit of a pause on yeah. the normal. Uh -huh. uh, the normal pace of life and so I find think uh, uh, what we are finding is people are really uh, making that uh, making that decision and coming out and talking to us and uh, talking to people like us um, you know is this what I want to do I think actually I maybe want to take a move in my career and also we've got businesses making big decisions on that I want a new sales director finance director whatever it is and they're coming and talking to us now so I think depending on the only caveat I would add there is depending on the industry so we work cross-sector and uh, cross-discipline, which means we work, we're very comfortable in food and drink, as well as within heavy production, uh, engineering, manufacturing, et cetera, and, and, and anywhere in between. Um, so some businesses have been massively, and some sectors have been massively affected by this. Clearly, the, the kind of non-food retail, um, the likes of um, the tourism, hospitality, et cetera, have been massively affected. But if you look at like the fintech markets, you look at food production, packaging, et cetera, these guys are, are, are on, a, on an upward trajectory at the moment. So um, I think it's, it's been really interesting to see uh, in those businesses, they're the ones that are really more kind of thinking, this is, this is, this is what I need coming through it. Uh, and I think the other thing is watching people, um, watching businesses and leaders coming through this, you know, all eyes are on these kind of people. So that will really affect people's uh, view on whether they want to stay in a company. If the, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. if the proverbial hits the fan and then the chief exec is, is pushing women and children out the road to get to the life raft first, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be remembered. People are going to see that and think, yeah. that's not the kind of person I want to be associated with in, in you know, leading a business. Yeah. Uh, and, and I suppose that I'm saying that as the chief exec, but in all layers of management throughout a business, there will be people and they'll be watched all the way through as to how they react to this. If you look at the leaders in government, they're all being watched, yeah, scrutinised every single turn, every comment they make, everything they do. And it's the same, I think, within, within business. And that will affect people's uh, views and 
um, options as to whether they want to stay in these companies or not. A lot of people I've spoken to have said they've used a bit of this time to reflect on how they operate as a business and what the practices that really work, the ones that they thought did work, but actually now they're looking back, maybe didn't. And it does give you a little, I know you have been busy, but it does give you a bit of breathing space um, to do that. Yeah, and I think that's also the benefit of, of non-execs. So we'll catch up with our non-execs routinely, um, uh, Mike and Ian, and they're really good for, for being able to do that and reflect on it and, and kind of, they just, can they hold it, hold me to order or hold us to order on it and they say you know if we say oh this is this is what we think that was that was a really good um good good thing that we'd done they'll come back and, and question us on it and say well actually last week you said that wasn't so what, what do you mean <laughs> and you're like oh did i hold on a minute uh -huh. um and that, that so that also adds in so they're a kind of added a uh, layer of of kind of reflection if you like mm -hmm. well, i think that's important isn't it the reflection and doing a little bit of forward planning if you can absolutely i think there's the, the with a time like this i think the 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 difficulty is being i heard someone describing it as ostriches and uh the peacock you know the ostrich burying your head in the sand uh, and waiting to see what happens and the peacock just coming out saying like this is it this is what we're doing and i think we've definitely been the latter we've just got on with it and that's not in any way trivializing the 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 um hardship and obviously deaths that have, that have occurred with all of this is not not trivializing it in any way i think it's um it's just saying we, we need to go on with this there's no other option so uh, and we've just come out and tried to do that and tried to be uh, as positive as we can with everything that we've done we've shared a lot of uh, our partner stories um clients that we work with all of this celebrating all of the wins and successes yeah. with a real everything has had a positive undertone through it and yeah. we deliberately did that not a negative not a, a naive kind of rose-tinted glasses yeah. view of the world but just a real trying to find the positive and everything um and and i think that's probably the i think that's been the the thing that's kept our kept our spirits up and kept our heads above water absolutely well i hope next time when we do a podcast we can do it in human form <laughs> not via the power of zoom which is perhaps something that we're both completely connected to that and uh, microsoft teams and google hangout all of these things it's um it's a constant churn isn't it all these virtual meetings could you imagine meeting in person again but being i'll meet you for a coffee could you imagine that that sounds like yeah. it's uh... It feels like something you really shouldn't do ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it is something we shouldn't do. Definitely <laughs> shouldn't do now. But that's it. You can't imagine doing that. Um, but we are all looking forward to that human connection again, out with our own household. <laughs> Which is crazy to think, though. I mean, I literally, you know, all you know, all day every day, I'm in meeting people for a coffee, as are my colleagues. And that's kind of what we do. And quite often we pay for these coffees as well. So I have noticed a big impact on that and the cost of our business that there's not any... Uh, <laughs> the expenses have gone down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You meet somebody on Zoom, you're not expected to buy them a coffee. So that's quite, uh, uh -huh. that's quite good. But then you must remember your food bill has probably gone up like everybody else's in their home because you realise how much everybody really does eat <laughs> when they're all... Our, our, exactly. Our two kids... Uh, they're only six and nine, but my word, they can eat. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Well, thanks, Ken, for your time today. I'm looking forward to recording another podcast to hear how all of these um, innovations and ideas have panned out. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.